This is the Puppy Training Podcast, episode number 62, Training an Older Dog. This podcast is designed to help you on your journey of becoming best friends through love and learning as you train your own dog from home. And I'm here to help you every step of the way. This is the Puppy Training Podcast, and I'm your host, Amy Jensen. Hey, everybody. How are you this week? I hope you're having a great week. So my topic today is, can an older dog be trained? My program mostly focuses on new puppies, at least that's kind of uh, the niche that we've created for ourselves as we found this gap in puppy training where the breeder does all of this really good hard work at getting the puppy ready to go home. And then the family gets this puppy and they're super excited, but they don't really all of the time know what to do or best practices or things that they should be doing right away to continue the progress of that puppy. And then a few weeks down the road, they enroll in a puppy kindergarten and they get going. But those critical weeks are being missed. And so I created a program to kind of fill in that gap and get puppies off and going. But at the same time, everything we teach in our program can absolutely be taught to an older dog. So it works well for a dog of any age, even though our target audience is we are trying to help these puppies, you know, those first few weeks of life and really help their families know what to do with them. So today, let's talk about it. Let's talk about an older dog and can they be trained? What does that look like? Maybe what are some of the differences or advantages to training an older dog? Are there some possible disadvantages to training an older dog? And we'll look at three case scenarios of things and ways that you can help a dog who maybe has a habit that we don't appreciate or maybe that we are looking to change. So let's start with that first question. Can an older dog be trained? Absolutely. It is always a good idea to start training a puppy, but if you find yourself in the position of needing to train an older dog, don't worry. It is never too late to train a dog. Now, what are the advantages to training an older dog? There are quite a few actually. They have a longer attention span, meaning our training sessions can last longer. They can have uh, better success with holding duration behaviors like stays, waits, go to bed. Their ability to focus is better than a puppy's. Uh, Their joints are fully developed about the 18 month mark. So if you have an older dog that's past that, you can now go on longer walks and take them jogging and running with you. They can do other activities like agility and jumping to catch frisbees. There's a lot less restrictions with an older dog. Uh, They may already know the basics of training. Maybe they've already been taught a sit down, stay or come and they have that foundation for you that you can now build on. Uh, That dog may know how to learn. Depends on their background and what training they've had already. But if a dog's been taught to free shape, so if we free shape that dog using marker training, uh, where we use a yes or a no or a clicker so that they understand, yes, this was a right behavior, no, that was not the right behavior, guess again, then they know how to think. And you can take those skills and further their training with it because they already know how to learn. Uh, They may be familiar with human language. And maybe they don't know much, maybe they don't know that many cues, but at least they probably know what good dog means or good girl, good boy, or yes. Uh, And some of those praise words that come along, they may already be familiar with those. Now, house training, that's a big one. This is a big reason why a lot of people like to get an older dog. It's because they don't have to do that house training process, which can take up to a good year of, you know, and puppies, when they come, they have to potty every 20 to 30 minutes sometimes when they're up and running around. So an older dog not only could be house trained already for you, but they can hold their bladders much longer. So we're only doing several potty trips a day instead of, you know, 10 to 20. Uh, 
They're often excited to be with you and get attention from training. So these older dogs can be very eager to be with you and just want to learn. They just want somebody uh, to work with them and they like to be with us. So there's a long list of advantages to training an older dog. It's a wonderful opportunity. Now, the other side of it is that sometimes when we work to train an older dog, they have some habits. They have some things that maybe they've been practicing for a while that possibly need changed. So the difficulty of this will depend on how long those habits have been practiced, but we can absolutely work with these older dogs to teach them new tricks. Let's look at three examples that I'm talking about. Let's say that we have a dog who jumps on people. Maybe it's a seven-year-old dog who's always jumped on guests ever since they were a brand new puppy. So we want to change this reaction to a person approaching. The first step I always take in training the dog is management. So with this seven-year-old dog, I'm going to prevent the behavior from being practiced as much as possible. This is step one, and I want you to make a goal from today, if you have an older dog with a jumping problem, that we're going to quit cold turkey. No more jumping on people, and that's it. Maybe write it down, put it on your fridge, uh, type it in your phone and have it remind you daily that we will not let our dog jump on a person, just no more, right? Now that sounds simple, but it's actually going to take some training along with it. And I always pair management with training. So management first, we're going to make that commitment. My older dog will no longer jump on people. And then we're going to work on training a better behavior an incompatible behavior to the jumping. So for the management part of this, to prevent the jump, I like to stand on the middle of the leash. I'll hold the handle in one hand and I make sure that where I'm standing on the leash that my dog can still sit, stand, or lie down comfortably. I don't want any tension on the leash, but if my puppy tried to jump, or I guess it's our older dog, but I call every dog a puppy, it seems like. So if our older dog started to jump or tried to jump, they couldn't because the leash would prevent them from jumping on, say, a person that's approached. So that's the management side of it, is if you need to hold the handle of the leash, step on the middle of it to the point that if your dog tried to jump, they wouldn't be allowed to jump, but they can sit, stand, or lie down comfortably. Now, here's where the training part comes in. We want to teach our dog a new behavior. When you see a person approach, instead of jumping on them, I would like you to do a sit-stay instead, for example. You can really pick anything that you want your dog to do. If you want it to dance around in circles, you could train it to do that. For me, in this example today, I'm going to teach you how to get your dog to do a sit-stay instead. So I start out by practicing with my older dog in my home and with somebody that they know. So a family member, a really close friend to just to set them up for success and make it possible for them to win pretty quickly. I want them to buy into this game and really enjoy playing it. With your dog on leash, have your helper approach your dog. If your dog remains in a sit stay, they can keep approaching your dog. If your dog gets up out of the sit stay, and acts excited in any way, the person turns and goes back to start. And we'll repeat this game until that person can make it all the way to you and your dog. Now, to help them out and to be successful, as they get closer to us, I want that person to slow down. I want each little interaction to help my dog remain in a calm sit-stay. So I don't want this person to rush up to us. I want them to be nice, calm, and relaxed as they approach. And as they get closer to my dog, they can then get down on my dog's level, invite that dog to come say hi, 
I can then release my dog and the person can feed them a treat. So if at any point my dog gets out of that sit stay before being released, I want that person to go back to start. And my dog will learn that if they hold the sit stay, the person gets closer. If they don't hold the sit stay, the person leaves. And that will teach our dog how to act when somebody approaches versus let's be all excited and jump around and get all tangled in my leash and go crazy, right? Okay, so that's a great game to start. If your puppy can't handle that level, maybe your older dog just really can't do that, then I would start by tethering them to a heavy piece of furniture like a sofa or a table leg that won't move and then you be the person that's approaching. Because your puppy knows you so well, that might be an easier first step for your dog as you go through this training process. As your dog plays this game with you, feel free to help them win again by every time they look at you, feed them a treat. So as this person's approaching, then if your dog will focus on you, yes, here's a treat. Any eye contact I would reward because that's what we want your dog to do. We want your dog to focus on you, not necessarily the person who is coming toward you. We don't want our dog to get all excited about that. We just want our dog to remain in a nice, calm, sit, stay with attention on you. I would then progress this to outside with similar people who have helped you in the past. So when we change location, we want to keep all the other variables the same just to help set our dog up for success again. So as I head outside, I'm going to ask those same helpers to come help me. And then as my dog is successful at that level, I'm now going to go out and try to find maybe a person that they don't know as well. And we'll continually just push our dog into that next level of success higher and higher until they're able to sit calmly when a stranger approaches. Let's go on to the next example that I have for you. What about a dog who, let's say, barks at the mailman? Maybe I have a four-year-old dog who always barks when the mailman pulls up and doesn't stop until he disappears. Maybe this started in adolescence and it just never uh, was corrected or changed. This dog just learned that it works for them. What happens a lot is this dog sees the mailman approach and then the dog thinks, hmm, I think I'm going to bark at that. Maybe I want it to go away. And if I bark, maybe it will disappear. Well, the mailman, we all know, drops off the mail and leaves. And suddenly our dog has learned, well, it actually worked. If I bark at this truck, they leave. So every day the dog now thinks that it's his job to bark at the mailman so that the truck then pulls away. And th for this dog, maybe a four-year-old dog, this has been happening for several years at this point. How do we change this? How do we take this older dog behavior and teach him better behavior to do when the mailman approaches? Again, first I start with management. So it helps to prevent the behavior from being practiced and this is always step one. So make a goal from today, no more barking at the mailman. Quit cold turkey, just like we did with the previous behavior. We want to prevent your dog's access to the outside window. So I'm closing blinds, I'm using a gate to block off the room. Be creative and figure out a way to prevent your dog from practicing this in cases or times when maybe you can't train. But most of the time, hopefully, we are able to be there to train better behavior and we can start to teach our dog to come find us instead. Practice by setting up sessions when you know the mailman will be driving by. If your dog barks at any car that passes, ask a friend to help you set up practice times where your friend can drive a car past multiple times in one session. So with your dog on leash, hang out in the front room with a window accessible. The second our dog sees the car or mailman, I want you to immediately put a high value yummy smelling food reward on his nose and lure him to you. Encourage a sit when he gets to you and then reward him. Right away, engage him in a gamer activity away from the window. So that's important that after we get him distracted from the mailman at the window, we now want him to go right into a new activity so that he's thinking about something else. Repeat this until your dog will come find you on his own when he sees a car passing. Make it easy on him. So start in the same room one to two feet away. 
We want your dog to start looking at you on his own when he sees a car or mailman. Then as he gets faster at looking at you, I always push for five out of five successes before moving on. Uh, Then I go to three to four feet away and then maybe six to 10 feet away. Then you're in a different room and so on. You can repeat this until you can be anywhere in your house and your dog comes running to you anytime he sees a car or a mailman pass. Be sure that when he gets to you, you pay attention to him when he finds you. That's really important. And it's really uh, important to reward his great efforts so that he keeps it up. All right, finally, what about a dog who pulls on leash? I know this is one that a lot of older dogs struggle with that they haven't been properly taught how to walk on a loose leash. And so for years, they've been pulling. Let's say we have even a two-year-old dog. So they haven't been pulling for too long, but a year or two at least. And they pull on leash every time they want to get to something. They've learned that pulling gets them where they want to go. So they do it. Dogs do what works for them. So change the pulling into attention. This will help your dog walk nicely by your side instead. Again, management first. It helps prevent the behavior from being practiced. This is always step one, right? So make a goal from today. You know what I'm going to say at this point. Never follow a pulling puppy or your older dog. So quick cold turkey, as we work to train loose leash walking, I want you to be consistent. Your dog only gets to go forward when the leash is loose. If it's tight, we freeze. So I like to wait for my dog to look at me before moving forward so that they learn the more they pay attention to me, the faster we get to move in the direction they're wanting to go. Now, training wise, we want to teach your dog to walk on a loose leash, right? So practice by starting with getting attention outside. With your dog on leash, wait for them to look at you. When they do, I want you to mark yes and toss a food reward to the side, several feet away from you, but not so far that they can't get to it from the leash, right? We want them to have a nice loose leash to be able to go get that treat. Then wait for your dog to look at you. When they do, mark yes and toss a food reward to the other side or the same side. You can mix it up to keep your dog guessing, but always toss that treat just a few feet away from you so that they can go and collect their treat. And now they're looking away from you and they'll have to specifically look back at you to get you to toss the next treat. So wait for your dog to look back at you. And when they do, mark yes and toss the next food reward. You can repeat this game until your dog is getting really fast at looking at you because they've learned the faster they look at you, the faster they get food. The next step would be to start moving with them. So reward them as they move along with you and then wait to walk forward until they're looking at you. So you can feed them a food reward as you're moving along and they're right by your side. And then as they're eating the food reward, you can pause and wait until they look back at you. When they look back at you, we then continue forward. And you can build this up to longer and longer walks. And your dog is learning that looking at you is the most rewarding thing and the fastest way to, for them to get where they want to go. Remember, never follow a pulling puppy. That's just how it is from this day forward with this older dog and any dog that we're working with. Keep that leash loose and be very consistent about it. I like to hold my thumb in my pant pocket so you don't give them any extra length with my arm extending. This will help you stop the second you feel any leash tension and that consistency will help your dog learn faster. So the keys to success as we wrap this up is one motivation. When you are looking to train an older dog, make sure you have something that motivates them. And the beauty of the older dogs are that they have several things at this point that they probably love. Maybe they love fetch or frisbee or scent games or agility. You can go and do these fun activities with your dog and use those activities as motivation to do behaviors that you ask them to do in the meantime. Cooperation means listening to what your dog communicates to you. Do they want to play? 
take five minutes and go do something fun together. They want to lounge and not be disturbed. Maybe let them relax peacefully and don't force interaction. So build that trust uh, in you and let them know that you are listening to them, which will help them want to cooperate with you and motivate them at the same time. Now remember, dogs do what works for them. Teach them that you pay well for things that you ask them to do and build in them a desire to train and work. Have fun with them. Don't force issues if it's a bad day, they aren't feeling well or you aren't feeling well. It is absolutely okay to take breaks and it's okay to go back to the basics of dog training and start over. If your older dog is struggling with something, go all the way back to the beginning and retrain it. That's absolutely fine. All right, you guys, whether you have a brand new puppy or an older dog, I hope you find fun ways to go out and work together this weekend and train them to do something new. That just builds your relationship. Have a great weekend, happy training, and I'll talk to you next week. If you have a question about anything you heard on this podcast or any other puppy training question, visit my site, baxterandbella.com to contact me. 